let's start the rolling and then we'll go from there. Oh, universe, let me get through the next hour without choking on a lung. That would be great. Okay. Hello, everybody. <laughs> Let's switch the vibe up. This is your pal, Larry. You're listening to The Mercurial, a podcast for the curious. How are you today? Are you doing well? Are you doing as well as can be expected? Yeah, right? <clears throat> hard question. Um, it's a hard question to answer with full honesty. Is it not? I think it is. Um... So we're going to switch things up a little bit today. You know I hate sticking with the routine, sticking with the flow. I like to change things. This is the whole point of having a recurral podcast is that we're just... <laughs> we do what we want. But um, let's, 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 let's just focus. Focus, Larissa. Okay. Oh, I just hit myself in the face. It wasn't effective. All right. So when people ask you, how are you? How do you answer? Let me tell you how I answer. It's a hard question for me. Um, I made the, I made a promise to myself some time ago that I would stop providing small talk answers with people I'm comfortable with and expose myself with, you know, a small measure of vulnerability by providing a, well, providing the best answer or, or the best version of an honest truth that I could provide in that circumstance. And what I mean by that is if, you know, if someone asked me how it was, I would tell them honestly, but maybe I'd filter it down a little bit because I feel bad for people. But the whole thing, the whole issue with me, right, is that we're, going, we're just going to get, we're going to get, we're going to dig in some dark truths here. It's time I made myself a little bit more vulnerable and like fed, bled myself into this stupid podcast. <laughs> Why do I do this myself? Anyway, so when when I'm asked how I am and I provide my filtered down answer, um, I justify that with this really, it's rather a callous expectation of my friends. If I'm honest, I wanted to see, or I want to see how they would react to someone openly telling them they're not okay. And some people do really great. Um, some people will instantly lend support and offer their ear if I ever needed to talk and some people get very uncomfortable and change the subject really quickly. And as a person who suffers from occasional bouts of depression, um, and recently more often than not, it's already hard enough for me to open up as it is. And I'm sometimes if someone asks me how I am, and I always have this little voice in the back of my head thinking, you're only asking me out of politeness. You don't really care how I am. And it really frustrates me. That question really, really frustrates me. Because when I ask someone, how are you? I actually care. <laughs> well, okay. I actually care eight times out of 10, which is pretty high. Maybe eight, 8.5. I'm like a high distinction. I care more often than I do not is probably the best answer here. Um, if I'm asking you, how are you? I really want to know how you are. And I would hope that people feel comfortable divulging that information with me. Anyway. Um, anyway. <laughs> Look, I'm just not the, I'm not the kind of person that can call someone at three o'clock in the morning and say, Hey, I'm having a hard time. I, I can be that person for you easily. I'll lay myself down for you if you need someone to talk to. But I find it extremely difficult to reciprocate that trust. And not only that, sometimes, especially when I'm in a, like, a low period, 
um, if I feel like someone else's, I don't want you, I don't want you to think I'm like super wishy-washy, but sometimes if I feel like if another person's energy is also really low and they're crying out for that help and I'm already like struggling to sort of keep myself going at that point, I actually have to make the decision to distance myself and it's not easy. Um, I'm thankful that I'm extremely self-aware so I know when I'm, when I'm having a, a bad turn, I use that very loosely. I know that when I'm having a bad turn, I know what I need to help myself. And I actually, I, I act on that. So this whole stubborn mentality that I have is where I feel I built a near impenetrable resilience. I'm not easily shaken and often people will compliment me on it. Um, but you know, is my coping mechanism healthy? Of course not. <laughs> I, I reconcile my poor behavior and my, my past mistakes with understanding that my mental strength needed to be drawn from somewhere. And that's just how I've evolved as a human being. So let me just preface these next things. Um, just by saying that obviously I am by no means a medical professional. Um, this content is not intended to substitute any form of medical advice. Um, and by no means should you, should you utilize it as any kind of health or personal advice. This is just, this content's intended for informational purposes, mayhaps entertainment purposes as well. <laughs> if symptoms persist, please see your doctor. Ha <laughs> ha. Ta-da. <laughs> <No> joke. It's <laughs> really lame, I'm sorry. So, Anyway, this is a very long-winded way of saying let's talk about resilience. And if you follow me on the, so the, 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 the socials, um, you would have seen I've been plugging a lot of information, a lot of quotes and what have you about resilience. And, you know, the last episode I uploaded was about Cinderella, who is literally the embodiment, uh, the pop culture embodiment of resilience, I find. Well, personally, I, I believe. Um... And, you know, so that's what I want to talk about. Let's talk about resilience. Let's talk about the capacity to recover quickly from difficulties, from struggles. You know, resilience is this, uh, it's an ability to cope with difficult times and to utilize your inner strength and your support system to overcome all that shit. You know, psychologically, it's a quality that allows some people to be challenged by adversity and then come back as strong as before, if not stronger. So, you know, instead of allowing difficulties, trauma or failure to overcome somebody or to overcome yourself and drain your resolve, pretty much what a resilient person will do is find a way to navigate around the issue um, and they heal themselves emotionally and then they'll keep moving towards their goal. And I take that as a, to think that resilient people are ultimately resourceful, problem solvers. Um, these are the kinds of people, like I said before, right? I, I believe I'm an extremely resilient person because I know how to utilize my resources to help myself, essentially. So anyone, everybody, everybody can be the embodiment of the legendary phoenix. Y'all know what a phoenix is, right? As much as I hate to admit it, y'all have seen Harry Potter. Um, and you know, Fawkes the phoenix but rises from the ashes. And the, it's like, a, it's a bird, right? <laughs> so the phoenix rises from the ashes of its own destruction into this creature that's fueled by fire. It's the little symbol of the power of resilience and rebirth. And if you're a believer in symbolism, having faith in a creature like the phoenix can lend you that inspiration. Or if you're like me, just enjoying the country that is Japan can provide you with that same motivation. Japan, I, I have like a... <laughs> 
a mild, a low-key obsession with. Um, that's a lie. I mean, no, it's true. I'm, I love Japan. and I've been there twice already and I was intending to go a third time next year, but thank you, coronavirus, COVID-19. Anyway, so... Excuse me, <clears throat> I'm still got this tickle in my throat and it's not going away. Anyway, the Japanese have a saying um, which is Nana Korobi ya Oki. <laughs> I hope I'm saying that right. <laughs> I always say that. Whenever I have like a different language in here, I'm always like, oh god, I have my pronunciations correct. It's terrible, or so I should have. I should just YouTube it and just play an audio clip of what it's supposed to sound like. Anyway, so this saying literally means um, seven falls, eight getting up. Right, that's what it means when they when they say it. If you translate it into a more say a pretty pretty way of uh, reading it in an English interpretation, it means fall down seven times, get up eight. And so this literally speaks to the Japanese concept of resilience. No matter how many times you get knocked down, you get back up again. Oh my god! Just one second. I get knocked down. <laughs> I'm sorry I had to do it. Actually, no, wait, there's another one! Thank God this podcast is not monetized, otherwise all these companies gonna be coming for me to pay royalties and I'll be like, bitch, I ain't making no money off this podcast. This is for entertainment purposes. If I ever get famous. <laughs> Let's, let's be honest it's a very 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 low likelihood of that happening because I'm just too chaotic to be able to do anything with any regularity or you know <laughs> I can't even think of the word I'm thinking of right now but anyway we have distracted ourselves long enough I could you could go for ages just finding songs that <laughs> represent that anyway Alright, so we're talking about the Japanese concept of resilience. No matter how many times you get knocked down, you get back up again. And even if you should fall 1,000 times, you just keep getting up and you keep trying again. That's exactly what the Japanese people do. That's one of the many reasons why I admire them as people. They also make a mean steak. If you haven't tried a Kobe beef steak, oh my god, what are you doing? <laughs> the marbling. Ugh. You could just have like just a perfectly grilled steak on a hot plate just with some rice. Mm! I dive, I digress. Anyway, so like I mentioned before, in the last episode where we were sharing the tale of Cinderella um, and of, you know, Tam and Cam as well, the Vietnamese rendition, um, Cinderella is the ultimate representation of resilience. Um, you know, a child treated horribly by her stepmother who retains her kind spirit and perseveres through all that shit only to be transformed and to find her happily ever after. For me, I didn't have an alternative growing up. <laughs> uh, ain't no Prince Charming waiting for me here, you know what I mean? <laughs> if I fell back down, uh, if I fell down, I had to help myself back up. Nobody was going to sit there and coddle me. And I don't say this... Um, to imply that I'm searching for a pity party. That's not the point. The point is, that's how I was raised and it's how I became resilient because I was the person responsible for picking myself back up, right? Nobody was gonna sit there and coddle me. It's just how it was. So unfortunately, <laughs> that particular life lesson has stuck with me now all the way into my 30s. And, you know, two of my greatest flaws involve underestimating another person's personal pain 
and expecting everyone to automatically have the level of resilience that I wield as my own personal weapon. And what I mean by that is the best way, I suppose the best way for me to explain it is that I have, okay, I preface this by saying I'm aware of this issue and I'm constantly working on it and I'm not always this bad. But for example, if somebody approached me and was telling me about a hard time in their life, which, you know, not to, again, not to do the pity thing, but if, say, their bad time wasn't as bad as a bad time that I'd already overcome, I would automatically just sort of, like, not that I would outwardly scoff, I would still be that person to say, oh, you know, it's okay, <laughs> and um, and I, I can help you through it kind of a thing, or I can be that person to talk to. But internally, my, my thought process is stop being a fucking pussy and just get on with it. That was it's just how my mentality was, because... I just didn't, I just thought to myself, you know what, if I've had to have, I've had to have, like, I've had to pick myself up so many times over so many terrible situations since I was a child and you can't cope with this minimal issue in your life now as an adult, why are you wasting my time? And it's, it's something that um, I continuously have to keep an active thought of in my mind because it's very important we don't minimalize the pain other people are experiencing. So I apologize. <laughs> I am. I'm very, I know. I am very, very sorry. I am sorry to people who in the past that I have been um, unapproachable with or have not provided the support that I would deem worthy now as my 30 something year old self. Um, in my teens and my early twenties, I was very, very callous. And that was part of my resilience was blocking out <laughs> any other pain, any other trial or tribulation. You know what I mean? Anyway, so actively trying to manage it because my intention is not to be cruel. It's not to be unkind. It's just that my expectation is that people need to be more held together, right? <laughs> if that makes sense. I feel like I went through X, Y, Z, and if I can get through that, you can get through anything. So I hope that makes sense. I'm not, I'm not a bitch. Okay. Anyone tell you, I'm like, I'm a huge cat. Like I, I found it very, very hard to be mean to people because, because of this exact reason because I actively try to practice empathy for other people and I try and put myself in their shoes, that's why I am who I am now. Because 10 years ago, that was not me. Anyway, um, this is not a defense point. We're talking about resilience. We're talking about resilience. All right, bring it back together, Larissa. <laughs> okay, back to the main point. Psychology today. I love this website. It's where I get a lot of my information from. Anyway, they shared an article about resilience stating um, that psychologists have identified a couple of factors that appear to make someone resilient. Um, things like a positive attitude, you know, being optimistic, the ability to regulate their emotions, and most importantly, to treat failure as a form of helpful feedback. There was also some discussion on a genetic disposition for resilience. 
Um, but what they find is that um, your early environment as a child or as a young adult and your life circumstances also play a really significant role in how any of those genes, any of that genetic disposition responsible for resilience ends up being expressed. So it's not, you know, it's not locked in. The biggest question here, for me at least, is can resilience be taught? Because I have seen a lot of bullshit on the internet. Shock horror, right? But I've seen a lot of bullshit. There are people marketing ebooks, you know, TED Talk esque seminars, people charging other people and trying to teach them, hey, you know, oh, COVID 19, there's a pandemic going on. Everybody should be more resilient. Let us teach you how. And the thing I have about that, <laughs> the problem I have with it is that these people uh, look i understand people gotta make a living i get that okay but for me personally if someone is needing help specifically of the mental health region why would you charge someone for that look i'm not talking about like in the context of a therapist psychologist psychiatrist counselor whatever i get that those are health alliance services who charge because they are the professional in that space. I'm talking about the life coach hacks that people are putting out out here. Oh, you know, if you pay for my ebook, it's $4.99. <laughs> I could teach you how to be a more resilient person. And I thought to myself, why would you charge someone that when you could just tell them straight up, just tell them and be a good friend, support them in that endeavor, right? There's so much stress and uncertainty across the world right now. Not even just pertaining to the pandemic. So many things going on at the moment. And so even though genetics and early life experiences have a hand in determining an individual's res resilience, not to mention a sheer luck on some parts, I believe this article, I believe resilience can be built. Does it look easy? Heck no! You gotta break out of the negative thought cycles to begin with. Do you know how hard it is to encourage a negative thinking person to switch up their way of thinking? <laughs> Have you ever tried? <laughs> I spent years <laughs> trying to influence my positive way of life on other human beings. Did it get me anywhere? No, that saying you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. So fucking true. And it's probably one of the most frustrating things. You can't help someone that doesn't want to help themselves. But for the people who want to help themselves, for people who want to build their resilience, who are actively trying, it all starts here. <laughs> all right. So you're breaking out of your negative thought cycles. You practice optimism. You avoid catastrophizing. And, you know, look for the silver lining when you face a problem. The glass is half full. It is not half empty. That is the mentality you need to start with. That's where resilience is built, right? If you're one of those people that just sits there and just is like, well, everything's fucked. And, you know, my life is fucked because now I've lost my job and, you know, I can't afford to pay my rent or, you know, I'm going to be alone forever because nobody loves me. Or, you know, I had a car accident and now my tail, the taillights are smashed. Like, fuck. I get it. Those are shitty things, man. But 
I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm too just like fucking careless. <laughs> maybe that's the problem here. I don't know. But the, the point is, right, there's always a solution. If you came to me with a problem and I gave you what I would assume is a workable solution, why wouldn't you try it? <laughs> why wouldn't you try it? I want, oh, I've got an idea. All right, hang on, 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 hang on. Hang on a second. Let's, let's try, I want to call someone. Hang on. Let's call a good friend of the show. <clears throat> Oh. Oh. What? <laughs> Hello. Hello. I'm just going to skip over the pleasantries. I pretty much told him. I was like, what are you doing? I'm recording an episode. Blah, 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 blah. And anyway, um, then he shares some of his own insight. The thing you tagged me on Instagram, it was funny because... um. The other day, I actually was watching Avatar The Last Airbender, and it was actually an interesting quote um, from the Lion Turtle. This is before Aang was going to freaking wax um, Fire Lord Phoenix, what's it called? Um, whoever that guy's name is, Ozai or whatever. Um, yeah, he, he, went, he went to, this was where Aang was having that eternal struggle between choosing to kill, like, an evil person or let him live, because, you know, his whole value was... Um, and his upbringing was like every life is sacred and irrespective of whether the outcome of that life is going to kill a trillion billion people it's still sacred you know what i'm saying so he went to the light so he even spoke to his like past selves and whatever and um they didn't really give him any sort of solid actions to take they just sort of gave him you know you have the decision to make but just be aware that you have various outcomes and consequences from your decision. But when he spoke to the lion turtle, the lion turtle said a very like heart moving quote. I loved it so much. And it was like, let me Google it actually, because I want to say it correctly. The lion turtle tells Aang that, and I quote, the true mind can weather all the lies and illusions without being lost. The true heart can touch the poison of hatred without being harmed since beginning sorry so since beginning less time darkness thrives in the void but always yields to purifying light straight bars bro that's a hashtag bars lion total is going to be my rap name so i think that's a very interesting <laughs> but i think that's a very interesting addition uh-huh. to the um, to your art of resilience because uh-huh. i think within that quote I feel like everyone is going through an age of suffering and unfortunately um, I, I've come to learn as much as I don't really like it I think suffering is a very important part of life I ended up letting quacks go because we ended up going off on a tangent but anyway he will be back for future episodes so what building resilience seems to be is a shift in your thinking patterns instead of reflecting on a setback by thinking it was solely your fuck up instead address the specific contributing factors that led to this outcome so just you know it's more about an understanding that the world is full of ebbs and flows wins and losses you know like like quack said um life suffering is is gonna be a thing um and probably the most poignant quote i could think of off the top of my head right now is adversity builds character 
if anything, hold on to that. <laughs> so, you know, in the, I mean, if you think about it, have you, have you guys seen Friday? You saw that movie Friday? In the wise words of Ice Cube's dad in that movie, you win some, you lose some, but you live, you live to fight another day. Yeah. Okay. So if you've seen that movie, you know, my context is way, 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 way off, but it makes sense. You win some, you lose some. So what? You have your life, right? It's just, it disappoints me when, when people, I don't want to say wallow. I don't want it to make it seem that I'm judging people for having chronic depression and being unable to pull themselves out of a rut because I know what that's like but I also know what it's like to have the mental acuity to pull yourself out of it and that's what I want for everybody which everybody can do that for themselves because I mean heck if you could anyway that's another point for another day anyway so psychology today they also recommend um a lot of activities to build resilience like it's not just thinking positively like when you get enough sleep you eat well you exercise all in the name of reducing stress so you can cope better because if you have less stress you can use you know that that mind that brain power that usually is being soaked up by stress to cope better and build that resilience some some of the some of the advice they also recommend is nurturing your closest friendships so that those people can be there for you when you need them take note larissa um, they also mention living according to your personal set of values and thinking regularly about morals in helping to build that mental resilience and yet even with all of this we're still collectively managing our response to the uncertainty of various crises namely covid 19 right now it's August 13th, 2020, as I record this. Oh, can I just shout out happy birthday to um to young Matt and young Jaden? I mean, I don't know if Jaden actually, he's my cousin. I don't know if he actually listens to this at all. But, you know, I'm sure if, if one of his brothers hears it, they might pass it on. And Matt, I know you're listening. You're my number one fan, yo! <laughs> well, right now you are. Today you're my number one fan. Um, anyways, happy birthday, my dude. Um, so... Yeah, COVID nineteen. Um, we're all we're all going through it. I'm not here to debate whether it's a conspiracy or not. That's for another episode. But we're all going through this thing. We're all in isolation, quarantine, whatever. We're all locked down. So reach out to your people for support if you need it. Focus on the things you can control. Take it all a little bit of a time. Baby steps. Baby steps. That's that's the point. That's the gist here. <sighs> Slow and steady, one step at a time, until you're comfortable. You know, you don't learn to drive a car, you don't learn to read, tie your shoelaces on the first go. You gotta go easy on yourself. Like with any skill, you apply yourself, you be patient with yourself, and it will come. Hey George, if you're listening, I just like a tie back to you. It's your turn of phrase. You should check him out. He has he has something called the pack, which is actually pretty pretty lit. I wanna have dedicated an episode to that. I might have him on to just talk about it another time. Anyway, <clears throat> practice self-compassion, my friends. Heck it. Be selfish. I mean, is it really selfish if you're like, you're mentally like helping yourself, you're healing yourself? I mean, I don't see anything wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with self-care, okay? Look, sometimes I sleep in till noon and I'll play PS4 till four o'clock in the morning and I feel better for it the next day. Sometimes you need that mental break, whether it's in the form of taking a long bath, take a long shower, go for a walk, play some PlayStation for 12 hours in a row, eat a packet of, <laughs> eat a packet of Twisties. Look, I know that 
the advice was to eat healthy and exercise regularly. I'm just saying, self-care also goes hand in hand doing whatever the fuck you want. So do whatever the fuck you want. Just give yourself a day. Give yourself a day. I mean, unless, you know, your urges are to do something bad. <laughs> I'm not advocating that, but you know, it doesn't matter. I had nothing to do with it. Anyway. <laughs> just do whatever you want. Just do whatever you want. I mean, if it makes you happy, I'm happy for you. Anyway, there's this guy. His name is Dr. Michael Unger. Unger? Unger. Unger. Um, anyway, he's a resilience resilience researcher and therapist, and he put together a number of insights on resilience that I I found myself I found quite interesting myself. You know, um, based on his clinical work and his research, he found that resilient person is someone who is able to navigate towards the resources they required and negotiate them in a way that makes sense to them. So if resilience is, which is what he's covering, right? Resilience is mostly triggered by the environment the person is in, despite any cognitive or biological influence, meaning the environment you're in needs to be able to provide you with the resources you require in ways you're able to understand and access them to assist with building accessing your resilience. So for example, if your environment does not support you, you ain't going to be feeling particularly resilient or acting with resilience, are you? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. So speaking of environments, <laughs> Dr. Unger also advises that it's, it is easier to change the world around you than it is to consistently change yourself. And I 100% agree with this. So in the past, when I suffered from insomnia and I saw a psychologist because I didn't want to be medicated to sleep. I wanted to fix, I wanted to treat the cause, not the symptom, if that makes sense. So I saw a psychologist who was a bit of a... <laughs> bit of a gypsy <laughs> and I say that because she asked me to practice a lot of tai chi a lot of meditation morning and night to help center myself calm my thoughts um and I found that despite finding peace in those moments I could meditate you know I mean when I say meditate <laughs> it was the only one time I managed to successfully clear my mind and I got so excited about it I interrupted my own meditation to get excited about it anyway <laughs> despite finding peace in practicing those tai chi movements and like focusing my energy in a different direction i was exercising regularly i still found that the triggers i was experiencing that were causing my insomnia were still present in the environment i was in and i had to make the decision to remove myself from that physical environment to be able to relax and to rest and is that an easy thing to do no it was one of the hardest decisions I've ever had to make in my entire life. So, you know, it does take a lot of personal motivation to make a big change like that. But, you know, if if acting on that change, changing something like your home, your location, your hours at work, something in your world, that, like you change that to help you, doesn't that just seem worth it? I mean, speaking for myself it was probably the best decision I ever made and I can say that with one million percent conviction I the first I won't lie the first few weeks were really 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 hard um but I found a peace in that change 
and it allowed me to calm myself in a way or to focus on myself in a way I had never had the opportunity to do in all the years leading up to that moment and I'd say that like completely with complete honesty I had never felt more myself or more rested than I had in in the months after I made that decision it was like a huge burden off my shoulders so if then by changing your world if that's a thing you can do and I encourage it I lend you my energy and support take that motivation from me change your world because what happens when you change your world you begin to trigger a change in yourself and science does show that by changing something in your world in your environment it will in turn drive that change in yourself and that that type of change is more sustainable (sighs) shook (laughs) so you know why wouldn't you do it why wouldn't you give it a shot this is the optimism in me talking if if I can achieve even a 5% improvement on my mood, stability, on my overall mental health, why why wouldn't I try that? Why wouldn't you try that? Even for, it's, it's never good. Look, probably the best example I could make is I saw this, um, there's a TV show, a reality show on Netflix called Skin Decision. And there was this girl, she was Persian. She had some really, really, really deep acne scarring on her face. She'd had so many procedures to try and get rid of it because she was talking about how in her culture you're judged immediately off of your appearance. And then even when she cakes the makeup on, you could still see the scarring. And she's got like some patch scarring from some other treatments that went wrong. <laughs> Sorry. Um... And the she sees these two specialists. One is like a non-invasive and one is a surgical procedure. And they talk about how, look, we can give you a treatment, but it's never going to be 100% perfect. You're never going to achieve that. And they, they literally, they reinforce that with her. Are you going to be okay with that? Are you going to be, is that going to be enough for you? That you, it's not going to be 100% perfect. We can probably get it. 60% on the way there and it's the same sort of vibe like you just got to be the whole thing with optimism is that you got to be okay with that sometimes it's 60% sometimes it's gonna be 6% but a win is a win in my book <laughs> okay I don't even know if that example made sense but it was the one that came to mind anyway so there are so many exhausters that can help you cope with adversity and with stressful events And a lot of it involves making sure you have that positive identity, ensure your relationships are supportive, reflect on your sense of belonging, a sense of purpose. Um, You know, it's all about matching your needs with the resource specific to to the situation. When you get what you need in that moment of crisis, you can cope well. That's that's what resilience, that's what it is. You know, receiving the right resource at the right time will act as a catalyst It'll trigger an outpouring of additional internal and external resources. And then bam, the dirt is gone. I mean, the resilience is here. <laughs> you know what I mean? So even though the stigma of seeking professional help to, to manage your mental well-being is slowly lifting, um, the biggest thing I think is that, you know, enough people aren't seeking the assistance they need. 
whether that's stigma related, whether that's financially related, there are a lot of free resources out there. So here are some recommendations for you to explore with your mental health professional. Go to your GP, go talk to somebody. Just go, just go. You've got the internet at your fingers. You know, check out Lifeline. Anyone having a personal crisis can go there. Um, I think it's like 131114. You can go chat online. You can go to the Black Dog Institute for people who are affected by mood disorders. It's all online. Beyond Blue, one of the biggest ones. If you're feeling depressed or anxious, you can go chat online. You can contact them. There are so many resources out there. And so if you take anything away from this, it's that one, you're not alone. We are all going through it together. <laughs> Two, there are plenty of resources out there who are ready to help you if you're ready to receive the help. And that's probably the main thing I want to actually leave here is that we all have the ability to build resilience. So why don't you just flip your switch and start today? Anyway, <laughs> that's all from me for today. Um, thank you for being here and, you know, spending your time with me. It means a lot and I really appreciate it. So if you want to find me on Instagram, I'm there at Mercurial Podcast, on Twitter at Mercurial Cast, on Facebook at The Mercurial Podcast. Send me an email, mercurial.podcast at gmail.com. We are starting our book club next week. I think it is the week after. It's going to be like the last. I'm sorry. It's my. Yeah. Um. It's going to be last Thursday of every month, I think, at this point. Um, and, you know, just stay well. Be kind to yourself. And stay curious. I will catch you next time. Bye.